on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Yeah, we're back. G'day, everybody. Welcome to the clubhouse. Some nice singing from Marco in the intro. Very nicely bum, bum, done. Bum. Mark Allen is his Good name. music, Jules. Julian Bayard is my name. Terrific to have your company. This is the clubhouse where we talk all things golf. Everything uh, in the world of golf, we'll discuss it on the program today. How are you going, Marco? I'm well, Jules. Let me tell you something about sport. Yeah? It's nice to do something good. It is. It's impressive to back it up week after oh, week. Oh, hang on. And I have noticed that uh, after your 39 points a couple of weeks ago, Tuesday, three up on par. Mm. What is the handicap now? You've gone from 39 points, then a three up. What's the handicap? Uh, 8.5. Impressive. Now, so. That's Mate, enough of that. You're on the way no, to six. To you're on the way down to a six handicap, I reckon. Yeah. We'll see. Just got to keep on listening. all the tips you've been giving me. Just Mark. keep listening. That's it. Uh what did you make of the week, mate? Um, Sergio Garcia wins. Sergio's Two of our back. favorites, really. Rory yeah, wins. Rory and Sergio. It was terrific. Mm. See, and what Rory did with his prize money, donating it to charity, was yeah, great. Yeah, that was good. He was an emotional man after the win, playing in front of his friends and family back yeah. home. He's been um, hit like rubbish, I reckon. Yeah. He hasn't been playing like Rory McElroy just of late. His good has been so good, yeah. but his bad has been real bad. Yeah, been ordinary. And I think that happens a bit when uh, you're not putting as well as you probably should. Yep. when you're in that echelon. But, um, you know, to see him hit those shots towards the end, uh, I reckon the shot that he hit on 16, now, I don't know whether 16 was a three-wood or a five-wood. Yeah. Oh, Pretty interesting that. he's got a five-wood in the bag, by the way. Uh, most <laughs> of the good players do these days. Um, so let's let's assume... <laughs> Did you this, mention that? No. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's assume on 16 that uh, he hit the three-wood. That was an impressive shot because the yeah. tournament was up for grabs. At that point. He was pumped when he hit it yeah. too, wasn't he? It wasn't oh. before Dredge and a couple others just went south in a hurry. Mm. But the 250-yarder, uh, or it's about 230 metres, the shot that he hit into the last hole, the one yeah. we've all seen on TV over and yep. over, uh, that went to two and a half feet. That was a really hard shot because he hits his five wood further than that. Yes. So I think it was in between clubs. And you know, with the one-shot lead that he had standing over the ball on the fairway, he couldn't really go with the four iron because there was a water carry. Yes. And if you bash and crash shots, the danger is it goes left. Mm-hmm. It's the big danger. Of course, that's where all the water was. The other danger was if you don't bash and crash it, it comes up short in the water. So he had he was in between clubs, and the swing that he made with that five wood was pretty special. Mm. And that it's was impressive. a swing that uh, he can go back to, I reckon, uh, in situations yep. and think back to that shot and go, you know what, I'm, I'm, I can play. And away they go. Hey, Mark, I want to ask you an early question about the technique on that shot. Yeah. So you're playing that five wood and you want to get some water carry. You want to get a bit yep. more height on the ball, yes. perhaps. Yes. Where should you be putting that ball in your stance? And where should perhaps the weight be? And I know we've spoken about when you want to get a bit more height, yeah. ball, putting your eyes behind it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I really believe that's the way to go. Yeah. So I don't believe in putting the ball more forward. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer in tilting your spine angle yes. back. Over the ball, if you want to hit a high one, and you don't do it very often, you know. If you are a low ball hitter, yep. and your setup is reasonable, then I wouldn't go and change your setup so you can hit high shots all the time. You still want that basic setup to adhere to, uh, but if you do want the high shot from yeah. time to time, then yeah, get that head further behind the ball. So you don't do that any other way apart from uh, angling your spine. Some people just move all their weight back. Don't yeah. do that. 
your spine tilts from your hips and move your head back that way. That was that was a very 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 good shot, and not only that, but he took some off. He took some off. We're actually going to hear from um, hear a little discussion about Rory McIlroy and his clubs and what's in his bag. He he has these Project X seven point five shafts in his bag, literally power poles. Yes, you you couldn't really. It's like it would be equivalent. <laughs> people people who play golf for a long time, dynamic gold was the cho- choice of shaft for. A lot of people for a long time. S three hundred, dynamic gold. Um, if you were a pro and hit the ball a long way, then you went to the X one hundred. Yep. Which was a really stiff shaft, and like Greg Norman used X one hundreds, Nick Feldo X one hundreds, Tiger X one hundreds, John Daly X one hundreds. They're a strong shaft. Mm-hmm. Roy McIlroy has the, an equivalent of an X three hundred, which is going. Yeah. I mean, there there wouldn't be too many professionals who used that stiffer shaft in the irons, but he hits it so far and the ball goes so high. And you might ask what uh, an extra stiff shaft does for you. Well, I'll tell you what it doesn't do. It doesn't feel good. It feels like rubbish because if you hit just off, the ball won't go anywhere with a really stiff shaft. But for the pros, the last thing they want to do is hit the ball high. Pros already hit the ball high. You'll never see a pro trying to hit the ball high unless he needs to. Mm -hmm. Um, so the extra stiff shafts, it's a bit like, you know, when you hear about the, the car drivers, you know, if, if you're just cruising around town, you want that suspension to be nice and loose so you get a nice smooth that's ride. Right. Yep. Yeah, well, that's that's what, if you're just cruising, like you and I probably do um, on a weekend, yes. you don't need the extra stiff shafts. You want the ball to feel nice, you know, you're going to have a few off-center shots mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you want that, you want to play nice golf. Yep. But uh, if you're getting serious and you want performance, just like they do in the cars, the suspension is rock hard. Yep. It feels terrible going around the court. You go a little bump here <laughs> and there, bang. <laughs> and it's the same with the, um, with the extra stiff shafts. Even though it feels like rubbish, unless you hit right out of, the, out of the middle, the performance far outweighs anything else. Yep. But um, you know, so, so there are still pros who don't use extra stiff shaft because they need the height. They do. They need the height. But if uh, you're a a very strong hitter of a golf ball and you don't have X's, then you're not going to get the best out of mm-hmm. um, your golf swing. Now, Pretty wanna, simple. I want to talk to you about Rory. Yeah. The Zika virus. Oh, please. <laughs> now, we there know is some, talk, isn't some there? big golfing names have already pulled out of the Olympics yeah. um, due to various reasons. Rory's now citing fears over the Zika virus and health to his family and his own kids going forward. Yeah. That potentially he doesn't want to go to Rio to mm. play. Now, two reasons, two things I want to talk about. This is he. This is just a, a cover up for him not really wanting to go. If there was fears of him getting the Zika virus at Augusta mm-hmm. in April. Yeah, he'd be there. He'd be there. <laughs> if there were fears about getting the Zika virus next one next month at Oak Hill, he or Oakmont, he would be there. Yep. Same at Royal Troon. And the same at Bolter's role at the PGA. He would be there. Yep. The Zika virus in Rio, and he's thinking about not going. Yeah, that's probably fair enough. Do the Olympics really want this? No. Do they really want it? I read it? a fascinating article during the week, Marco, about the US Open and how they have the qualifiers and mm. how any amateur, I think, who with a handicap of less than 1.5 can enter from you know yep. around the US. Correct. And they mentioned that this was how the Olympics should have been done. 
whereby you know, amateurs from around the world could try and oh, qualify yeah. for the Olympics oh, yeah. through a, a full amateur what qualifying setup, whereby they try and earn points and whatnot yep. and play local tournaments and you could get and try the, and get there. Well, the amateurs have got a pretty fair ranking system at the moment. Yep. I mean, if you're the number one ranked amateur in the world, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. You know, it's pretty accurate. If you're saying if you're number 10 or number 50 or number 100, it probably drifts away a bit when you get in the 200s and 300s. Mm-hmm. But that top 100, you're getting some fair um, accuracy with that type of player. Yep. So for me, I mean, what they're saying is correct. If you just took the top 100 amateurs in the world, then had a little qualifying event for everybody else, it would have been awesome. It would have been great. It Automatically, I mean, not one player would have missed the Olympics because of fears of the Zika virus. Imagine, imagine Not one. the best amateur in Australian golf. Just You'd, yeah. be, you'd be rooting for him so yeah. hard. You'd be barracking Ryan so Ruffles, hard Ryan Ruffles, who, who probably is that guy, yeah. he wouldn't have turned wouldn't pro. Have turned he would not have turned pro. He would have gone, hopefully won a gold medal, yep. and then... The day after. <laughs> they, he would have turned pro the day after, and with the gold medal in his back pocket, he would have got 30... Uh, sponsors invitations mm-hmm. to go around the world. Yeah. The gold medalist is playing here this week. And then that gold medal is given its deserved it. applause and credit and everything else. Yep. But now they've got this issue with the Olympics where no one really wants to go. Yep. They'll go, but no one really wants to go. What does it mean for our uh, our big tournament in Melbourne. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for the World it, Cup. What does it mean oh, well, for that? Because we were talking about this off-air. Yeah, definitely. This now, this is a really good point that you, Jules, brought up. The more people that don't go to the Olympics, I'm with you. I think that is almost you know money in the bank for Rory McIlroy to turn up for the World Cup. Really? Yeah, golfers like, they like a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the World Cup is <laughs> going to have $8 really? million dollars in prize Eight. money. Eight. Um, oh, every time you hear that. Yeah, yeah and it's a team's event. And, and you know, it, it, it's good. They, you know, a lot of the Ryder Cup players and a lot of the President's Cup players, they love doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, representing your country um, in the World Cup is enormous. I, I, you watch what happens. I really think that Adam Scott will probably play in the World Cup. He won't play in the Olympics, but you watch. I reckon Adam Scott and Jason Day will represent us How good that in be? the World Cup. How good would that be? I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Rory... Because of the Zika virus, doesn't go to Rio, yep. but comes down with Graham McDowell Ooh, yes, for the World Cup. Oh. And when that happens, that'll be it for golf. Yep. The Olympics, seriously, <laughs> they couldn't go, keep going, could they? Well, if more, how, how close are the two tournaments to uh, each other? Probably like two months, three months? Yeah, November versus yeah. When's, uh, when's the Olympics? Like August or something, yeah, it? I think. Not far away. Yeah, yeah you watch. Uh. I, think more, I think the World Cup down here in Melbourne will get a better field than the Olympics. Who are we going to see down here? Has anyone right, confirmed? Eh? Or is it, what, who are we going to see for each well, country? Well, it depends who they the pick. Spot. No, it's good. It's, uh, well, America. So Jordan Spieth's the American number one. Yep. Jordan gets the pick. So I think, you know, Dusty, Dustin um, Johnson, Johnson or Bubba Watson would Ooh. be up there or Ricky Fowler. So they're probably he, the four. his mate, Ricky Fowler? Yeah, he'd probably bring his mate down. Yeah. Might say, stuff you, Bubba. Come on, Bubba. I don't like you. <laughs> And Dusty, you're a nice fella, but you're not really my guy. Yep. I reckon I'm going to go down. Going to go have a holiday in Melbourne with, with Ricky, Ricky Fowler. Going to go to the beaches. Yeah, do what be we good. need to do. Uh, I reckon you might get the Molinari brothers coming from uh, Italy. Yes. That'd be pretty cool. Um, what about Justin Rose? Yeah, uh, and Danny. Other, and Danny Willett. Thank you. Yeah. Justin Rose, Danny Willett might oh. come down. They might team up. 
Yeah, so I, I you know, I'm a believer in what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if they got Jason Day and Adam Scott to yes. confirm early, mm. yeah, I think I'm, I'm confident there'd be a better field playing. Yeah. How exciting would that be? That'd be huge. It'd be massive. It would be huge at uh, Kingston Heath. Yep. Um, tickets available. I think I think you just go to worldcupgolf.com.au. Yep. Or just go Google World Cup Golf. You'd be happy. As a local Kingston Heath man, Marco, you'd be pumped about that, wouldn't oh, you? I'm pretty sure I'd get some work yeah. doing something. <laughs> you'd be just like, <laughs> your week. For us to find an hour on that week to record no, we'll this show right. is going to be real tough. We'll be right. There'll be cash. We'll be right. Be envelopes going left and right. No, they won't. <laughs> they won't. No envelopes. Remarkable just like elastic bands. Hey, it's getting cold, Marco, in uh, in Australia, in several yeah. parts where we broadcast. And yeah. I want to ask you after the break, because a lot of people are thinking, maybe I'll book a holiday to play some golf. A golf holiday? Anywhere in the world or just here in Australia? Well, either. Maybe you oh, could we'll do go in Australia in and you in the world. Well, I think there's some great holiday destinations. All right, so we'll get the best... Golfing Warm, holidays, yeah. where you can go and get some sun. Yeah, play the best, nice, nice. June, courses. July, August golfing holidays around the world. Yeah, all right. Your top five next. Let's do it. This is the clubhouse right across Australia. I'll be back right after this. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the clubhouse. Yeah, and it's getting a bit cold around Australia as winter kicks in. And Mark Allen is here on the clubhouse right now. Yep to give you the best golfing holiday destinations where you want to go around the world. Right. Maybe a couple in Australia to as well. To warm up a bit? To warm up. How, how important is the warm up? Uh, important because that's the, the proviso of where we're, and the premise of what we're doing. Right. The so, so is it important just to get away from our cold? Yeah. I think it, it needs to be cold. at least probably 26, 28 degrees right. and the courses need to be solid and there yep. needs to be some nice resorts and things All right. like that as well. All right. Well, it's, it's what a, you, How it's many a, are you going to do? Well, I'll try and do a top five, but top it might five. it might bleed into a couple or more. Might be six we'll, or seven. We'll see what happens because <laughs> right. I've got nothing written down. That's, that's All right. how we like it. And I'm, I'm going to imagine that it's you and your three mates okay. that you so like got, playing golf with. So you've got four 27-year-olds. Yep. So the first thing's first. You've got to go somewhere. Don't get sucked into one of these golf trips where it's 10 days and you play golf 12 times. Because <laughs> you're cooked. Don't do that. <laughs> you just won't remember one course from the other. Yep. You're tired. You're grumpy. You can't go out at night. You can't do anything. Yep. It's a rubbish trip. Okay. So if you've got 10 days, all right, mm-hmm. so two weeks, a couple of days either side to travel and you know, yep. everything else. Mm-hmm. So my number one destination. Starting with number one. I like yep. it. Yep. Number one destination. Okay. The number one place for you and your three buddies yep. is Great Britain. Really? Yes. So that was my question. That was that was the <laughs> so, one. So that was the one. Because the golf course quality that you can get onto at the right price is staggering. If you went to Scotland, you'd go and play St. Andrews with your best mates. How much is that going to cost you? Not much. Uh, a hundred pound? hundred pound. Yeah. Wow. Tops? Yep. Get a caddy as well. St. Andrews? Yep. Carnoustie. Yep. You go across and you play uh, Troon. Um, oh, well, I was, usually Muirfield would be in that, but I don't like Muirfield at the moment. They're getting well, a bit silly. What about that? We pretty nice that course. Yeah. If you went, yeah, Muirfield, uh, it's, hope, it's my favourite. mates isn't a girl. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, but Muirfield used to be one of my absolute favourites. You, you, know, you know, it's not even called Muirfield. The golf course is yeah. called the Honourable Society Please. of Edinburgh Golfers. Spell me. So it's in a place called Muirfield. So everyone calls it Muirfield. It's okay to call it Muirfield, but the actual name of the joint is that Honourable whatever I just said. Blokes only. Uh, Turnbury, you want to go play? Yes. But then you've got to get over to Ireland. 
And you've got to play Belly Bunny. You've got to play the K Club. You've got to play Royal County Down. Yes. All right. So just pick, you know, get on Google, so check them got all out. Six there, I reckon. Well, I reckon, Royal, I reckon if you're going to play five courses mm-hmm. in your 10 days, which is about right. Yep. Because you want to be on, off, on, off. So I would play Royal County Down as the number one. Mm-hmm. Number two would be St Andrews. Number three. You got to kind of do it, even though you don't want it. Muirfield. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good place, such a good golf course, yep. such a bad way to do business. Mm. Well done. Although it is a club and they can do what they want, but well done to the RNA for not letting them back in the RNA. So, and then you got to go play Carnoustie. Yes. Stand in the uh, in the in the Barry Burn where uh, the Frenchman went ballistic. Jean, <laughs> what was his name? Vanderveld. Yeah. Uh, and one more. Um, oh, take a pick. Take your pick. Yeah. Wherever. It's you a know, nice, ooh, it's a nice trip. Throw the balls up in the air, and where do they fall? So that is my number one. It's an expensive trip though, Marco. Oh, well, it's not too bad. Bed and breakfasts wherever you go. Five to seven, I reckon. Bed I and breakfasts, um, beautiful pubs. Yep. No, the people are pretty good, especially yeah, in Ireland. That's They're true. fantastic. Uh, what else? You get to drive everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's really nice driving around Great Britain. I always reckon it's fantastic. You start driving through the little towns where yeah. all these golf courses are, you feel like a rally driver. Yeah. You know, these people's homes are like one foot away from the roads. Just a great trip with your mates. An Beautiful. absolute ripper. Beautiful. Number two. Number two. All right. We need to get over to just a little bit south of San Francisco where we play Pebble Beach. Yes. So the Pebble Beach Resort. Yes. So not many people know this. People think it's a, it's a public golf course, but it's not. There are a few courses there. There's there's Pebble Beach, Spyglass Hill, um, and the other one is something with an M. Doesn't matter. Yep. But those three are part of the resort. If you're really good, get yourself on the Monterey Peninsula Country Club. Right. That is a cracker. And if you're really good, like if you're royalty almost, if you know someone very special, <laughs> then you go and play Cypress Point yeah. as well. So there's five. So not, there are five courses of note. Highly recommend the drive oh, the from drive. Los Angeles to San Fran. Yeah, and stop at all those courses. Even if you're awesome. not playing, just stop and have yep. a look. Just stop and look. It's yep. 13, 13 mile drive. Uh, Seventeen mile drive. Uh, yeah, something like Fifteen that. mile drive. Yep. Yep. It's a prime number. I know that. Yeah. Right. Uh, can't remember. Whatever it is. Yep. So all right. So, so the that, California that, coast yep. there. And, and and by the way. It's really expensive. Yes. And if you want to play Pebble Beach, you've got to stay two nights at the resort to play Pebble Beach. If you stay one night, you can play Spyglass. Uh-huh. Um, and you can play, you know, if you're on Cyprus, you can get on Cyprus. If you're on Monterey uh, Country Club, you can get on that. But if you want to play Pebble Beach, you've got to stay for two nights. Just do it. It's really expensive. You'll probably never do it again. But for Worth me, I've done it three times. Yep. It's, the, it's just a great experience. Okay. It's just a fantastic experience to play Pebble, Spyglass, and I didn't get to play Cyprus or Monterey, but just looking at them was unreal. Um, what a trip. Yep. What a trip. Big sir while you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Through, you, know. you go home through Los Angeles and yep. get up to mischief and yeah, all that, stuff, Vegas, all that stuff with your mates. <laughs> all right, that's two. That is number two. How much time we got? Uh, we've gone six minutes already at two. Right. So we're going to be quick enough. We've got to, be, got, to, got to get a little faster. Number yep. three, Hawaii. Just go to Hawaii with your mates. Yep. Go play Hawaii. all the great golf courses in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They're not great courses, but it is great fun, great weather. You see the golf courses on TV yep. where they play the, uh, uh, the Tournament of Champions, Champions and mm-hmm. then the Koala, Koali or whatever it is, the Honda or whatever the tournament that one is yep. starts the season every year. Fantastic stuff. Uh, go to Hawaii. Just, Hawaii. That's mainly to get out of the cold. 
Number four. Now, mm-hmm. I've never been to this joint, but I've just spoken to Dr. Turf and his brother, Mark. Yes. They've just got back. <laughs> Some of the photos of this was remarkable, Mark. What's it called in China? I've just um, forgotten that. Uh, there's 12 courses. Something with an M. Why have I forgotten it? It doesn't matter. Mission Hills. There we That's go. It. Get the Mission Hills. 12 courses. Play the Elizabeth course. Unbelievable, they say. Norman, Feldo, every great player has got their own golf course. 12 courses. Mm-hmm. I think they've got about 10 uh, clubhouses. Ridiculous accommodation. Like, it's five-star accommodation. It is a sensational trip. Caddies wherever you go. Chinese food is out of this world. <laughs> Sunshine Bao, if you love it. This is the capital of Sunshine Bao. Just go and do it. Great trip. Yep. Looked magnificent from the photos. Yeah, it is. And uh, I think Mark was saying that uh, if you're a member of the National or Royal Melbourne, there yeah, a, lot yeah, of, um, a lot of rights and privileges and over there that you can uh, play yep. for free. So yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff's good. Yep. So we're up to there's four. There's four. Now we've gone. In, we've gone international. Great Britain, California, Hawaii, and China. So yeah. Marco, look. Local. I can't afford any of it, so you haven't really given me anything so far. Yeah, right. So, we so need, give me something like s- Queensland, yeah, s- Southeast Queensland. Like yes, yeah, yeah. Southeast Queensland. We need to go. So, but okay. you want to play the absolute best of Southeast Queensland. Yeah. So you got to play Palmer's Coolum course, even though Palmer has destroyed it. Mm-hmm. Go and play it because you know the holes because you've seen it on TV. Yep. Uh, then, I think you've got to go down and play Hope Island. You've got to play oh, Century yes. Cove. You've got to play Lakelands. Yep. And you've got to play the Grange. All fantastic golf courses. There's one other up there. Fantastic trip again. You don't play every golf course every day. Go and do stuff. Go and go surfing. Go for walks on the beach. Go yes. out and you know get into some mischief. Go and, go and have a nice meal wherever you go. But you don't play golf every day. It ruins the trip. <laughs> There's five? Yep. All right, all right, now, the other one. Now this, is, you, this will surprise you. Okay. Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, I like getting away. I like playing golf in Sydney. You've yep. got to play the Australian. You've got to play the Lakes. You've got to play uh, New South Wales Golf Club. That's it. That's all they've got. The rest are rubbish. Oh. Just, I'm serious. <laughs> Get out of all the people listening So go in up Sydney there, go up and stay in Bondi. Go oh, and stay wow. there and play these unbelievable courses. And Royal, yeah, Royal Sydney, yeah, throw Royal Sydney as well. Okay. So that there are four Australian Open venues. Yes. Except for New South Wales. New South Wales, uh, they call it La Perouse. Uh, they've had Australian PGAs there, and I'm sure they've had an Australian Open there back in their day. But that's usually ranked in the top five mm-hmm. in this country. An unbelievable place. The other three are Australian Open venues. But, you know, the great secret for us down here, mm-hmm. the greatest holiday, Bondi. Yeah. It's such an awesome beach. You've got yeah. no idea. People are surfing with their dog <laughs> on their surfboard, and you can see the city in the background. Yeah. I mean, just Bondi is a sensational holiday, particularly in our winter. It's cheap. Mm. You get out on the beach, go and do whatever you like, and the golf courses are reasonable. Plus, Sydney is a really cool place. Good top six, Marco. Thanks, Don't mind it. Don't mind it. No worries. Take a look at that. Hope everyone everyone listening has got a heap of cash. Sydney is underrated for a golf trip. (laughs) Really underrated. If, 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 If I had my underrated golf trip, that oh, yeah. Sydney would be number one. Yep. That's the most underrated golf trip for your mates is Sydney. Yep. If you can get on those courses I mentioned. Yes. Australian, Royal Sydney, Lakes, New South Wales Golf Club. Hey, Marco, after the break, during the week you chatted to a man called Carl Smedley. It's Carl Smedley, yeah. Who is this man this, and why are we talking He's about a club fitting genius. Yes. A genius. We got to talking about shafts and what he can do for you 
with the shafts. Now, okay. I know we always talk about club fitting, but it was really interesting to actually talk to somebody who is at the pointy end of the technology that is getting around today. I mean, he, he was telling me, you can make the same swing and you can have the same club with the same loft and the same lie. Just with the shaft, he can get the ball to come out at approximately 20 degrees difference. Just with the shaft. Really? Launch angle, same swing, same club, just a different just shaft. A he can adjust. Wow. You gotta listen you gotta actually listen to All what right. he says, the shafts he's talking about. And if you are, you know, struggling with your golf game and you're hitting it too low or you're hitting it too high or whatever, listen to Carl Smedley. That is next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Clubhouse right across Australia. In your life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Welcome back to the Clubhouse. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here as well. Time to have a chat with a man, Marco, who is the master club fitter. Master club fitter, master Carl club Smedley. Fitter. Yeah, I went down and visited him last week. Uh, there's a little bit of noise you'll hear in the background here. Not much noise, but a little bit of noise. We're at the the back of the House of Golf in Mulvan, where he works. Uh, and in the background there, you hear all the ex-golf. They have a big uh, tournament night yes, okay. uh, on Wednesday nights down at ex-golf Mulvan. Uh, but Carl, he is a genius. He was a prolific Pro-Am winner, too, around right. Australia. But these days, he's a master club fitter. Uh, and when we're talking about shafts, there is no other man I would listen to in this world other than Carl Smedley. Let's take a listen. So what shaft, what's, what's the most popular shaft? For some people, weekend warrior types are coming off the street. Yeah. How are you helping their game? Um, KBS seems to be coming up quite a lot. It's more of a penetrating ball flight shaft. And now there's a new weighted KBS, which is a lot lighter. So you've got the 120. There is a KBS V, it's called. Yeah. KBS Tour V 90 shaft. So we're going to probably so try got, that later on. You've got a 120, a 105, and a 90 gram 90 shaft. Yet. Yeah. So what all is in the one, that under that one banner of the KBS. So then you have True Temper, which have all their weights. Yeah. So you, you're as old as me and came from the yeah. Dynamic Gold yep. X100 school of thought that we all play. I used the Sensor Core shaft, yeah. actually, Did really you? heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Righto. So you and I. So what if. Well, what happens when you use that 90 gram steel shaft? I can just—it just—it feels like I can feel where the golf club is, and I can feel like I can control the right. golf ball. You know when you're hitting a—you'll comprehend this when you're hitting a little knockdown wedge, and you can control the spin. Yeah. I reckon you can do it a lot better when you—you you can feel where the club is. When you got a lightweight shaft. Yeah. Because more and more players that I watch on that US tour, probably probably not. The big guns, you know, Tiger's still an X100 man, and yep. I think uh, Adam Scott's still the X100 no, guy. Yeah, he's, he's KBS. KBS, is he? Yeah. So it, it seems to me that I see different decals on many, many shafts now, and it's, I imagine they're all going to the to the lighter weight shafts. Dynamic Gold's still number one on the on the US tour, as far as X100. we know. Yeah, as far as we know, that's the the, the word that's coming out of the states. Mm. Uh, a lot of guys, Rory doesn't use it, he uses Project X, which yeah, is a heavy... 7. 5, yeah, 7.5, it's all. ridiculous. Uh, it's like a board, I don't know how anyone could hit that. 7.5 is like an X300 shaft yeah. in the old. I can't, can't fathom Crazy it. stiff. It's a yeah. light pole. It is a, a light, light pole, Steve. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. But people want to know why they use extra stiff shafts. I, I always reckon you, you, if you want to try and keep the ball down, if you've got so much clubhead speed that the ball just goes up too yep. much and spins too much, um, then you want this really... So the guys with the high spin rate, the higher clubhead speed, they, they generally want the ball to start lower. They've never got an issue with getting the ball up in the air, do they? No, they have no issue at all getting yeah. it in the air. And I always tell people too, even though the X100, it feels rotten, it doesn't feel as good as the, the cushy S300, but like a race car driver... 
their suspension is rock hard because it performs better. Yeah. So the X100 shaft, because there's no give and no flex, it actually performs better. Even though it feels like rubbish, they perform better. It's funny you use the car scenario there because I always say when we're, we're fitting people out, our, our line is like you come in and get the DNA of the golf swing, which is the engine of the golf club, yeah. the engine of the motor car. Like you've got to get that right. Like my business partner here, Trev and I, use exactly the same clubs, the same flex. Mm. I can't hit his, he can't hit mine. Mm. Two different, completely sh- different shafts. So you get a guy like Serge. You know, he, start, he creates so much lag. Yeah. So much lag. Now, I mean, he could use a light pole. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we're, I like if you don't, if you, if you flip, if you, you tend to flip it a little bit, well, then that, that heavier shaft isn't going to work at all. You're not going to be able to get there. But if you get a guy like Serge, and that second shot he hit into the playoff hole, that wedge, he just, just got underground and lagged the pants out of 58 degree lob wedge. He hit it 120 yards. He's taken a make big stake out of the ground and just made yeah. sure it wasn't going left, of course. But a guy like him, he just gets so, you know, creates so much lag. Um, he doesn't hit left, does he, Serge? But see, all the different shafts, like Mizuno have done it and they've got a chart and it tells you where the kick points and all the shafts are, like mm. what Marco and I use. Yeah. And see, Scotty uses that shaft. A lot of the touring pros are KBS. actually going to it. Yeah, KBS. It's really stiff through the grip and all the way down. And at the tip, it's soft. Right. Whereas Dynamic Gold's the other way around. So it's what soft that, in the hands. What will that soft tip do? Flip it up a bit, get the but ball up in the air pen- a bit. It actually hit, comes in and kicks back a little bit later and penetrates. Oh, okay. So, so, it so it doesn't flip it in the air. through, yeah. Less it's spin. It's the opposite to what you think. Is it less spin? Yeah. comes out so much better. That's why I comes reckon. out hotter or comes out... No, it just comes out at a nice penetrating ball flight. Because you've got all the different flexes for the relatively different yeah. club head speeds and all that, but they all launch roughly at the same, and yeah. that's what you want to do. There'll be people sitting in the car, like, for instance, I can pick up a tennis racket, any tennis racket, and I'm happy to just go out and have a hit. There'll be people like that in the car right now going, yeah. oh, what is all this rubbish about? You know, just give me a 7-iron and I'll hit the 7-iron for you. How, how much difference in ball flight can you create just with a shaft? Massive. We can, you can get a... Say, just say a 7-iron launches roughly 26 degrees, you yep. can vary it up to 10 degrees. You, just with the shaft? Just with the shaft. Oh, on a good player. <laughs> on a good player we're talking about here. Yeah. yeah. So we can we can make you launch it low or high. This, the, the shaft that Sir, um, Rory uses is, is flighted, so they all... So even your 3 iron's supposed to come out high and just keep going. They're In a 7.5? Yeah. In a 7.5, what's that shaft called again? Project X. Project X 7.5. And fly to the... There is a kick point that will get a 7.5 up in the air. If you hit it hard enough, yeah. (laughs) It's all relevant to your club head speed. See, the machine, what it does, it registers uh, your tempo. So from the moment where you take the club away back and then back to the ball, so it will register a number between one and eight. The slower the number, the slower your tempo. The higher the number, the faster. So that that determines what shafts as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Has it where you, you know, when you release the club, the club kicks back on itself. Yeah. So how much bend it kicks back as well. And at impact, how far the toe comes down. So it registers all those. And then we'll recommend three, usually three, right. two to three shots that will suit you.
Marco, that is just remarkable how you can change the the type of a yeah. shot simply on what he's talking he's about. He's a freak. He's a freak. He's a freak. Now, you know, I'm 47 years old at the moment, so yeah. the whole reason we got into it was selfishly me, and, <laughs> and I wanted to talk about what I should be doing. Yeah. Right. So at the moment, I've got in, in my irons. You probably heard it, 120 gram shafts. Um, so I want that to go a little bit lighter, seeing I'm getting a little older. My clubhead speed's only going in one direction, which is south. Down. Right. So when I, when I was a pro, I had 123 miles an hour. Yep. Uh, these days, I've got 103. Okay. It's a big drop. A little bit. It's a big drop. So I'm trying to eke out as much as I can. So yep. I've gone down to stiff shafts, not the X's anymore, and I want a, a little lighter shaft. And what they're doing these days, the more I read about it, they have the lightest gram shaft in the driver, yep. a little bit heavier in the fairway woods, and then um, my three iron's going to have a very, you know, a little bit heavier than the fairway woods, and then I'm still going to have lighter shafts in my next set of clubs mm-hmm. than uh, than I do previously. Just to get keep the balance that, right. Keep that speed up. That's right, mate. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Need to get the plus three. This plus two is no good. Yeah, it kills you. Like you, kills mate. You. <laughs> You're down to eight almost. You'll be playing off eight at some courses. Yeah, it's nice thought. to be doing a golf show with someone off single figures. Uh, not like Cam. Not like Cam. <laughs> he was a chop. It's nice to have an eight marker across the desk. <laughs> hey, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, we've got a masterclass coming up very shortly. But mm-hmm. um, did play during the week and winter rules have come in with yep. preferred lies on the fairways. Well, there should be. Can, can, I, can, I, can I talk to you about uh, what clubs should be doing? Yeah. In America, they do, they're very sensible in America. They have winter rules a lot yep. to where the fairways go dormant, you know, the divots and all that kind of stuff. They should be really well marked. If you've got hazards, get somebody to mark those hazards, not only the right lines, but the right colours. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we're talking about winter rules, if if there is, if there are areas where it's really muddy, then you've just got to create um, rules just for those holes. So yep. uh, something on the tee, it's a muddy fairway where you can clean the mud off your ball. Well, yes. Do us all a favour. If you want people coming through the gates, enjoying their golf in winter, then look after us a little bit. Yep. Couldn't agree more. And that's a committee. Um, that's that's you on committee driving to your golf course now. You're a committee member, and if you are playing on your golf course today and there's mud all over your ball, make the local rule so we can don't have to do that. So you can actually pick up your ball, clean the mud off your ball, and then place it back on a lie that's half reasonable. Yes. If you want us playing golf in winter, do yourself a favour. It's going to work. So I, Meldrum there. we had that on. Uh, we had that during the week, which was yep. great, but only on fairways. Yeah. So in your on the rough. See, I'd still be doing it in the rough so as well. So I had the question to you, Marco. Yeah. I played a shot where I was just off the fairway on the rough. Big chunk of mud on oh, the ball. Disgusting. So what do I do? Not fair. Well, it's one, it's what not do fair. I, how do I play it? But you can't do anything no, about it. No, you just got to hit and hope. So is there, That's why is it's there not any, fair. Is there anything you can do Nothing. Though, to try and nothing. To try and play a low shot or nothing. a high? Like, no, no, zero. Okay. There is nothing Glad you can do. And that's why it's so unfair. Yeah. And that's why if you're a committee member driving to your golf course and you know there is no winter rule in place for mud on ball, then you're a disgraceful committee member. Oh. You are. They are <laughs> disgraceful. Fix it. It's wrong. They don't do it in the, in the biggest tour, tours in the world. They, they do it. It's such an easy rule. Mud on ball, lift, clean, place. Yep. So simple. And it's fair. Okay. It's so fair. Sorry about the disgraceful. It's all right. But they are. I tell you what, if I'm lining up over a ball and a bit of rough next week, Marky, I've got yeah. no hope. Yeah. I, was, I was hoping for well, next week. This is even better. Playing, there if, might be a little tip you could have given us. If you're said, playing you today know. and you finish your round and there was a noticeable amount of mud on your ball and you saw your ball just go all over the place after you hit it, line up your committee members back in the clubhouse and tell them that they are disgraceful and they're not doing their job. <laughs> we'll get a masterclass out of Mark Allen right after this. Marco's Masterclass.
Time to get a golf lesson from the best golf teacher on radio. His name is Mark Allen. We do it, of course, every week mm. for Mandalay Golf Course, Melbourne's newest golfing experience in the north. And we talk about golf holidays earlier in the show, Mark. Yeah, if you're yeah. doing a staycation in Melbourne or you're coming to Melbourne, staycation. think golf in Melbourne, think Club Mandalay. It's just 20 minutes from the Melbourne airport uh, off the Hume Highway. Clubmandalay.com.au for more details. So that's a stay-at-home vacation. A staycation. A staycation. So you, might, you might just go to the well, local I'm learning local so much from you, George. Have you heard that before? Uh, no, no, I've never a heard of Staycation. Club Mandalay. I really like it. Club Mandalay. Green face seven days a week. Won't have any trouble getting on. Magnificent. Fantastic. All right. Very, very good. Time. Now, this time of year, we're always watching the big tournaments overseas. And those big tournaments overseas, they are playing with the best conditions imaginable. The grass sits up. It's all absolutely perfect. Us back here in Australia, fairways of going dormant. The ball does not sit up. Yep. But guess what we try and do? We try and still look like those pros on the TV. And even though... The lie that you're looking at is a bare, disgusting, uh, wet, wet, muddy, muddy. Even though all those factors are involved when I look at the lie, we still try and get the lob wedge out or the 56-degree sand wedge out and try and look like those guys we watch on TV. Dig a big hole. It's a totally different lie. One of the great arts that good players have, they have the ability to look at a lie and diagnose what is possible from that lie. Yep. When... We watch the players on the TV. Their lies are perfect. They can do whatever they like. They can putt, they can lob wedge, they can chip, run, whatever. On our lies, on cooch grass, and many, many golf courses these days have the cooch grass. Um, doesn't matter whether in the country, in the city, wherever. It goes dormant. It goes dormant really quick. Those dormant, wet, cold lies, it, it's useless to chip from. You've got to hit it too perfect. And if you haven't been doing... Your chipping practice of late, of wet, dormant grass, this is the wrong time to start trying <laughs> in the middle of a round. Mm-hmm. So when you see this type of lie, don't be a hero. Get the putter out. And I don't care whether you are 20 metres away from the green. Mm. If you're on dormant cooch, one, that dormant cooch is really nice to putt on. Yep. But two, you won't look like an idiot when you hit your fat shot when you hit your shot fat and the ball doesn't go anywhere off that wet, sloppy, disgusting line. Yeah. So when in winter, when it gets cold, when you're not doing any chipping practice, putt from absolutely everywhere. Unless the grass is just stupid long. Yeah. Yeah, you know, unless it's really yeah. rough and long. Mm-hmm. But if it is cooch grass, don't be afraid to look like an amateur. Don't be afraid to do the opposite of what you are seeing on TV <laughs> because I promise you this time of year, I putt myself. I putt from everywhere. I don't do any chipping anymore. If I'm 20 metres off the off the green, I'll quite often putt. Yeah, right. If the lie is is thin, mm-hmm. if it's wet, if it's cold, and I haven't been doing it, just putt. It's so much easier. You putt yeah. the six foot, you knock the six footer in, and you've made a par. Yep. Go to the next hole. Bang. Hit it the six foot and hold it. You one under for the last two. Instead, what happens? People get on that skinny lie. They hit it fat. Then they try and chip it again. They had a 10-foot pass there in a bad mood. You missed that one. You've made a double bogey. Craziness. Sounds familiar. (laughs) Putt from 20 feet, 20 metres off the green if you have to. Don't worry about looking like a pro. I like it. They are playing a different game on TV. They're playing a different game at the moment. You play our game, which is smart, which is putt from 20 yards off. That's why you listen to the clubhouse Mm. the great tips. Yeah. Brilliant. Good on you, buddy. You. My pleasure. Par making golf. You'll be off seven next week. No, I wouldn't have thought. If you come in I'm next week, Royal, I'm playing Royal Melbourne. Whoa. Tuesday, so I'm not going to be on seven. That's if you sure. come and you're, if you have another thirty-nine or forty points no. this week, no. well, what will it take you down to? Oh, you'll be off seven. No, be, nah, be low eight. Sorry. Well, just try putting, mate. Yeah. Try putting. 
I love, I love my life. I know. <laughs> Just pat. <laughs> hey, thanks for that. No worries, buddy. Good we to see you. See you next well week. Well done on your golf. You're playing great. We will do a US Open preview next Ooh, week. Looking forward to it's that. It's not far away. Is it Oakmont or Oak Hill? I think uh, it's Oakmont. Something Oak. Yeah, it's Oakmont. So we'll talk about that next it's week. It's where Angel Cabrera won right. last time around. Yep. It's going to be huge. Good on you, buddy. We'll talk see about you about that then. next week. We'll see you then.